Hey there, and welcome back to Take One, the podcast that brings you just one fruitful page of Talmud every day. And in today's pages of Talmud, Yavamut 60 and 61, we are confronted with the very first mitzvah, the very first commandment mentioned in the Bible. What is it? Well, have a listen. A man may not neglect the mitzvah to be fruitful and multiply, the Talmud teaches us, unless he already has children. Bet Shammai say one fulfills this mitzvah with two males, and Bet Hillel say a male and a female, as it is stated, male and female, he created them. But no matter how you cut it, no matter how you interpret the mitzvah, if it's two male children, a male and a female child, the Talmud is very clear on one thing. There is not a more profound earthly mitzvah than that to go out there and, if you humanly possibly can, have children. And yet, like so many other things in America today, this too seems to be a hotly contested debate. Here to help us make sense of it is one of my absolute favorite writers and people straight out of the sunshine state of Florida, New York Post columnist, Kyle Markowitz. Welcome to the show. Hi, thanks so much for having me, Liel. It is my pleasure. Now tell me, we read in today's page of Talmud a statement that seems like it ought to be as non-controversial as statement, as statements get, namely, for the species to survive, all of y'all need to go out there and if you can, have children. Yet we live, as, as I sort of hinted at before, in a reality in which this is far from obvious. Tell us a little bit about what's going on in America where the fertility rate is declining what a fertility rate i believe is at an all-time low it is at an all-time low we are below population level which means that we're not having enough kids to sustain our population rate and it's it's a real problem it's been happening in places like europe for a long time but in the u.s we had sort of not had that issue for the, the whole time that Europe was declining like this, but now we do. And it's going to be a real problem going forward because a lot of our society is structured around the idea that people will have children and that we will have a replacement rate. I think a big part of that is that kids sort of go in and out of fashion. Um, and crazy as that might sound, I think that people see having children right now as something superfluous and that we don't need to be doing necessarily. And that is maybe for other people to do, but not us rich, educated, and free people. So it is a large concern that we continue to sort of put this aside and think everything's going to be okay going forward if we don't get our population rate up. Now, I know that you cover these issues and write about them frequently, and, and I know that experts have looked at all sorts of explanations as to why all of a sudden mm -hmm. a nation that, as you stated, uh, was for decades okay with the notion of right. being fruitful and multiplying, all of a sudden decides, you know what, now we're just going to take a break from, from all this uh, procreation. It's, it's tough to describe why exactly, but it's not just... Uh, the fertility rate that's a problem. It's relationships, I think, are in a state of danger where they might have not been in the past. Um, I think we've gotten to where marriage rates uh, keep getting older and older, which, you know, in my 
personal life, I got married in my thirties. I understand that, you know, if you don't meet the right person at 22, you don't meet the right person at 22. Um, but it is an issue as people get married older, they have children older and they have fewer children. And so all of that is sort of interconnected. I'm sure it can also, the argument can be made that people are living a lot more of their lives online and children are not an online enterprise. You can't just click like on them. You can't just, you know, discard them in the little bucket at the bottom of your screen whenever you feel like it. It's they're they're a, a constant where you can't actually ever turn them off. And when you're living so much of your life online. <laughs> we tried, just, to, to be fair, but yeah, it doesn't work. Yeah, yeah. we do try. And yeah, when the it, button when, is stuck. When you're living so much of your life on the internet, I think you get used to having the ease and convenience of things that children just will never provide. And so as you write about these issues, report about these issues, are there points of light? Are there, you know, communities and or ideas and or directions that you could point to and say, well, you know, not all is is gloomy when it comes to being fruitful and multiplying? <laughs> well, it, there's always been a connection and there's one right now um, at a high level between how religious somebody is and how many children they have. And that, you know, extends to all the religions in the U.S. Uh, so if you are attending a house of worship at any level, um, you're more likely to have kids. Again, it's hard for me to kind of criticize the people who decided they don't want kids. I, I spent my twenties saying I was definitely not going to have children. It was completely uninteresting to me. Kids, could they be more boring? I wanted to have a type of life where I could be free and do what I want. And children were just never going to be part of that equation. And I had been in really good relationships with really nice people. So it wasn't like I was um, just, you know, I don't know, broken in any way. I just thought the kids were annoying and unnecessary, which they are a little annoying. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, you know, one day I, something flipped and the, for me, it was definitely meeting my husband and um, seeing a future in a way that I hadn't seen it before. I think people need to hear stories of somebody changing their minds. It's very easy for people to get stuck in a an idea which they can't let go of because they internalize that as part of their personality. But it's it's important to say you can change your mind. It's okay if you thought you didn't want children. You can decide one day actually that you do. Well, Carol, thank you for sharing your story and your insight and your wisdom and for being our guest. Thank you so much for having me. This has been Take One. If you enjoy the show, and I hope you do, please go and rate and review us on iTunes or whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. Each week, we will be releasing new episodes Monday through Friday, covering the entire weekly portion of Dafyomi. Take One is a Tablet Studios production. The show is hosted by me, Leah Leibowitz, and is produced and edited by Daron Ruskay and Quinn Waller. Our team also includes Stephanie Butnick, Josh Cross, Mark Oppenheimer, Sarah Fredman-Ader, Robert Scaramuccia, and Tanya Singer. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash takeone or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. You can find us on Twitter at takeone.fiomi or join our Facebook group by searching for Take One Podcast. I hope we have made your day a little more Talmudic and we will see you again 
soon.